Living books are a big part of a Charlotte Mason education, but where do you find them? Well, get ready, because I'm going to share lots of websites in this episode. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today we're talking about living books, and I cannot state this any better than Charlotte Mason already did. She said, Children must have books, living books. The best are not too good for them. Anything less than the best is not good enough. Parents and Children, page 279. Living books are a hallmark of a Charlotte Mason education. They're not used in every subject, but they're definitely a leading star in the show. The trick is finding the best ones for your family or maybe just finding them at all. Today I want to share five ways that you can find living books. And get ready, because I'm going to be giving you a lot of websites to check out. Before we do that, let's first review what a living book is. Keep in mind, a living book makes the subject come alive because it has these four characteristics. First, It's usually written by one author who has a passion for the subject. It's usually written in narrative form. It reads like the author is telling you a story, or it may be conversational in tone, like the author is sitting across the table from you and having a chat. Second, a living book is well-written. It presents stories well-told, not short, choppy, twaddly sentences. Third, it touches your emotions. It fires your imagination. You can picture what the author is saying in your mind's eye. And fourth, a living book contains ideas, not just dry facts. There are ideas in that book that will feed your mind and heart that will shape who you are as a person and often spark other ideas of your own. When you find those four components in a book, it's a living book. So, where do you find them? Way number one. Check out the Simply Charlotte Mason favorites. Now, I'm mentioning this one first because I know which books are recommended there. They're some of my favorites ones that I've used with my children or that I wish I had used with my children. In the Simply Charlotte Mason bookstore, you will find some that we have published, but if you follow the links on our SCM curriculum overview, you'll find hundreds of living books that we recommend, divided by age groups and school subjects, along with links of where to find them. But those are only some of our favorites. Many, many more living books exist and can be used in a Charlotte Mason education. So let me tell you where to find more. Way number two, search the CM Organizer. You can use a feature on our CM Organizer called the Book Finder. The Book Finder is a huge database that contains more than 1,500 living books that we personally like and probably own plus thousands of other living book suggestions that have been submitted by other Charlotte Mason moms. Now, because this is a community-sourced database, 
We can't vouch for all of the titles that other people have added. You'll want to preview any book that you're not familiar with, of course. You don't just take someone else's word for it. That book might have been a good fit for her family, but you'll want to make sure that it's a good fit for yours and that it is truly a living book. And if you want to see only the titles that the SCM team has personally entered into that book finder, just look for the little SCM beside the title. You can also sort by SCM Recommended to arrange the search results with our titles at the top. As far as I know, there's no easier way than the CM Organizer's Book Finder to search for living books by criteria such as geographical location, historical dates, key words, school subjects, grade levels. You can't do that sort of thing at Amazon or on your local library's website. The Book Finder is free, so use it as often as you like. In fact, you might want to bookmark it. We made sure that most of the book listings contain a link to Amazon so you can take a look at the sample. If you're not sure whether it's truly a living book, give it a one-page test. Read one page of the sample. See if you're drawn in, if you want to keep reading. If you come to the end of the page, or the whole sample, and feel disappointed that it's over because you want to know what happens next, it's probably a living book. If you can picture in your mind's eye what the author is saying or describing, it's probably a living book. If, on the other hand, you read some of the sample and you think, eh, okay, whatever, you might want to pass on that one and find a different book. Samples can be very helpful for that one-page test. And here's the best part. The CM Organizer's Book Finder has a place where you can put in your zip code and it will tell you whether a library near you has a copy. Libraries are great places to find living books once you know what you're looking for. Which brings us to the third way to find living books. Check local libraries. Most public libraries contain some living books. If you know what titles you want, check and see if your local library has them. Now keep in mind that even if your library doesn't have the title you're looking for, you might be able to request it as an interlibrary loan. With an interlibrary loan, your library will locate and borrow the book from another library for you. Some libraries charge a fee for this service, but it shouldn't be very expensive. Now, some of you are fortunate enough to live near a private library filled with living books. My friends Liz Cotrill and Emily Kaiser have been running the Living Books Library for many years, and the families who live near Liz's home in Virginia are blessed to have access to such a wonderful collection, more than 18,000 titles, and all of them living. Yeah, some of you are really trying hard not to break the Tenth Commandment right now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> the good news is that living libraries, as we call them, are popping up all over the country. Many homeschool moms who used the Charlotte Mason method with their children and collected all kinds of wonderful books 
are now making their collections available to other homeschool families. Often, those collections include books that are no longer in print and not readily available anywhere else. Oh, these libraries are treasures, and so are the people who run them. A living library will give you the huge advantage of knowledgeable librarians who are very familiar with living books and love them as much or possibly even more than you do. They can usually recommend titles and help you find living books that will be a good fit for your students. I recently sat down with Liz and Emily to find out how their library works and how you might be able to get connected to one near you. Watch that video to hear what they had to say about living libraries and check out the list of living libraries that they know about. I'll link to the video and their list in the notes. Way number four to find living books. Buy them used. You can find used books all over. If you know what titles you're looking for, used book sales can be a great place to grab some. Many local libraries have used book sales. Now, sadly, many public libraries are clearing out the older literary-style books, getting them off their shelves. But the good news is that those titles might then show up in their used book sales, and you can grab them. So ask your local library if and when they sell used books. Also, check out BookSaleFinder.com. It can notify you of used book sales in your area. If there's a particular publisher or line of books you're looking for, check on Facebook. You can find many Facebook groups available for used book sales. Thriftbooks.com was recently recommended to me by a mom who found many of our SCM curriculum titles there. Half Price Books has an impressive collection of hardcover and paperback used books. If you know what you're looking for, you can find great deals on living books at half price. Now don't worry, I'll put links to all of these websites in the notes. Two more you need to know about bookfinder.com and adall.com. Those are internet search engines that will compile the used and new book listings from all over the web. Each of them includes different store options. For example, bookfinder.com will include results from places like Book Depository and eBay, while addall.com will include results from Bibliophile and Antique Book. Both of them will show results from Biblio and Amazon and Abe Books and Alibris and other more well-known sources. So keep both of them in mind, and if you don't see what you're looking for at one, try the other. When you're looking for used book sources, don't overlook private sellers. I'll tell you about two whom I've gotten to know over the years and can recommend wholeheartedly. Dan Glaser is a wonderful used book dealer based in California. He has a great knowledge of children's literature and living books. If you're looking for a vintage or hard-to-find title, Dan probably has it. He has his inventory listed on his website at danglaserbooks.com. 
Jan Bloom is another fabulous resource when it comes to children's literature. She's written two great guides called Who Should We Then Read? Her massive inventory is not listed online, but if you're looking for a particular book, you can email her through her website, booksbloom.com, and ask if she has a copy. Check the show notes for those links. And here's the fifth way to find living books. Search for free e-texts. Many older books that are no longer under copyright are available as free e-texts online. If you know what you're looking for, here are some websites that could be very helpful. You could search by book title or author on these sites. Look at gutenberg.org. They have more than 57,000 free books available in a variety of formats. Google Books provides scans of books that are out of print. Look at the Baldwin Online Children's Literature Project. Their website is mainlesson.com, and they're the online component of the publisher you may know as Yesterday's Classics. Their online project contains a large selection of classic children's literature. Heritage History features more than 500 illustrated classical histories, which you can view online or download for free at heritage-history.com. There's also a site from the University of Adelaide. It's called eBooks at Adelaide. Now, it's no longer being expanded or maintained, but it still has a large collection of public domain books that you can browse or search for titles. The University of Pennsylvania has an internet search service. Enter the author or the title of what you're looking for, and it will give you links to all the places it found on the web that that book is available for free. And remember the Internet Archive Library. It contains millions of free books and other media. Check that out at archive.org. Then there are also the Baldwin Library of Historical Children's Literature and the Rosetta Project Complete Library of Children's Books Online. I'll leave links to all of those in the notes. But be picky. Remember the characteristics of a good living book, especially when you're looking at those children's historical books. You're going to find a lot of twaddle. It gives you a new appreciation for why Charlotte took such a stand against dumbed-down books. There were a lot of them in her day, just as there are in ours. So just keep in mind that not all listings on a children's literature site will be living books. But if you know what you're looking for, you can find some gems. Okay, I've been debating whether to give you one more bonus way to find living books. Sometimes I hesitate to even mention this one because many Charlotte Mason homeschoolers feel strongly about their personal book collections, as I do. But here goes. If you have a great relationship with a friend, and if you can be trusted to return the book in good shape, and if you have the money for the security deposit—no, I'm just kidding. 
but you might be able to borrow some great living books from friends. But make sure you return them. Do you know how many books I've lost over the years because somebody didn't return a book I let her borrow? I'm not bitter. But if you have a friend who trusts you with her book, be sure you maintain that trust by returning it. And maybe take her out to lunch to say thanks. Just an idea. So, those are the places where I like to look for living books. How about you? Do you have a favorite place that you like to go? Leave a comment and let me know. I'm always eager for a good living book hunt. If you enjoyed this video, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to all of the websites that I mentioned in this episode. Thanks for joining me. See you next time.